0: Welcome back, everyone, to our special Metro Division Preview Part 2, brought to you by the Brothers Blue Shirt. Mettoe swoops in to
1: intercept. The waiting is over. vermont behind the net. The New York Rangers are the Stanley Cup champions. Step on. In overtime, the Rangers move on to Tampa. Sweets it in front. And this one will last a lifetime. He's
0: Hello again everyone I'm Steve and with me here today is Matt and a very special guest Mr. Zach Harvey welcome
1: Zach
2: thanks guys thanks for having me good to be with you
1: hello everyone welcome back to uh thanks for tuning back into this part two of our metro division preview and like Steve said here with us is uh, an old friend of ours Mr. Zach Harvey and we're not really sure how we're friends with him as Zach Harvey is an <laughs> avid Penguins fan but um, we're, I guess we, we just share in the general love of the game so uh, we're happy to have Zach with us and he's going to be breaking down the, the Pittsburgh Penguins outlook for this coming season so we're, we're happy to have him here and so just another just the kind of things we'll be going over today is uh, just some updates on the Rangers, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our previous episode. We uh, dropped the ball a little bit on the Flyers breakdown, so we're going to talk about that, and uh, we'll also be previewing the rest of the teams in the Metropolitan Division, so the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Washington Capitals, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're happy that you're with us. And Steve, you want to give us that social media plug?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, as you guys know, or if you don't know, follow us on Twitter at the brother, or at correction, blue shirt, bros, 94 on Instagram, Facebook, and iTunes at the brothers, blue shirt and follow Mr. Zach Harvey at Zach underscore Harvey.
1: Perfect. And you want to break down the recent updates with the Rangers? There's not a lot to, talk
0: about but walk us through that yep so uh just uh this past wednesday um was the day that uh, our nca or ncaa free agents were able to start talking and signing with other teams we already had one signing um none of the big ones so alex kerfoot and will butcher the two big prizes that are still out there um they've been talking to teams and but have not signed as of yet so for Alex Kerfoot, the Rangers should be in on him. And from the only report I've seen, and I've, I've done a lot of digging, I can't find anything on him. The only thing I've seen is that he talked with the Vancouver Canucks, which was expected, um, and that he's also narrowed down his choices to the Canucks, Rangers, and Blackhawks. Uh, whether that, how, how legitimate that is, I don't know. But it, it makes sense. Those were three of the teams that were expected to be in on him. And uh, so we'll see. Um, if nothing else, for the Rangers, he gives them another option at, as that third-line center with uh, Boone Neves and Leah Sanderson. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm really hoping the Rangers get him. I'm not sure how big of an um, impact he'll make this year. Maybe another Jimmy, uh, similar to Jimmy VC, put up 25, 30 points. If that's the case, that'd be great. But we shall see. And then uh, the other big NCAA free agent, Will Butcher. Uh, he's a defenseman, offensive defenseman, who uh, – led his team uh, this year. I believe To I believe they won the national championship um, with him captaining him, and uh, he's expected to make the decision with the next week. Um, contrary to popular opinion, he's not looking for a guaranteed NHL spot and is open to starting the AHL. So that I guess that does open up the door a little bit for the Rangers. I, I do not see him coming to the Rangers. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, but what I have heard, and Zach, maybe you can touch on this, is that he's uh, – The Penguins are very interested in him and um, might be talking to him in the next couple days here.
2: Yeah, I've only heard a few things um, and just read a couple things. I mean, uh, Penguins GM Rutherford is always on the phone making calls, (laughs) making deals somehow, so wouldn't be uh, surprised to see if there was a phone call or two between the two parties, but in my opinion, it's not not really the most needed thing on the pens roster right now i think we're we're pretty set with the defense we have um so yeah that's just kind of my input on it
0: all right so yeah so we'll we'll see i'm expecting this week to start hearing some news and some rumors on these two and will butcher he did say that he was expected to make the decision within the next week Um, so we should know where he's going to land in the next couple days Um, One piece of Rangers news, not an NCAA free agent, but an international free agent, Vladimir Tukhakiyev. I believe we mentioned him on a past couple of podcasts. Um, He signed a one-year deal with Admiral, as expected, according to KHL.ru. So he's not going to be with the Rangers this year, unless there's some sort of NHL out clause, which I don't believe is in the contract. There's not a whole lot of information about the actual contract. Uh, mostly because I don't speak Russian, I don't understand Russian, so I can't really I can't really read the articles and understand what it says. Um, but from what I understand, he still is a possible training camp invite. However, again, I don't understand the details of the contract, so we'll see. Uh, most likely, it's going to have to wait until 2018 until we see Vladimir Tukhachev in the NHL. Then the last bit of Ranger rumors, uh, David Posternak has still not agreed to a deal with the Boston Bruins. Um, and so that led to some speculation that he might be traded. And as with, uh, pretty much any free agent of any big name, he was connected to the Rangers. Um, I don't think this is not going to happen. Uh, in order for this to happen, it would probably have, it would require either Chris Kreider or Brady Shea plus prospects or picks going the other way to make this happen. Um, yeah, that's not gonna it's happen. gonna end up costing. Yeah, it, it's it's just not. I mean, he would be a great pickup. That would be great top line winger. Um, I would love to have him, but I especially if it, if the return was Brady Shea, plus I would not do it. Chris Kreider going the other way, I would I would do it. I would hate to see Kreider go because I love Kreider, but um, it's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, you'd have to buy a new. You have to buy a new jersey, Steve.
0: Yeah, uh, Kreider. <laughs> that's my that's my jersey. Chris Kreider and Brian Leach. So
2: these uh these Pasternak rumors are hilarious to me though. Um, I, I think Boston is just clouded by these trade rumors every offseason now because you know they they have the history of trading away Kessel, yeah. uh, Sagan, Thornton, so they have and this Krug. history. Yeah, <laughs> the the Krug rumors. So I mean they just have this history and it's just I I think it's gonna surround them every offseason now, trading away their big stars.
0: Yeah, especially since for most of those trades, uh, it seems like they got the butt end of it. At, um, their GM mm-hmm. he did, he's not done a good job with those. Um, I was reading an article about that the other day, and I think from from all the trades, like there's nothing left on the Bruins from those trades, or very minimal um, returns that are left at, on the Bruins. At least,
2: this, at least the Sagan trade, the Sagan trade, the Bruins have nothing left to show for it. Right, and uh, you know Sagan's off. Right. With Dallas now so
0: tearing it up so for all of you Rangers fans out there that are listening David Pasternak, yes he would be great on the Rangers yes he would put up 70 points give or take yes he would be a top line winger um, is it gonna happen no um, I, I will say the one the one interesting the one interesting thing I saw uh, made mention was um, the Rangers making an offer sheet I think that could be a little bit more realistic except for the fact that an offer sheet has not been used since 2013 in the NHL. It seems to be some sort of unspoken requirement that GMs don't actually do this anymore. So, um, but if the Rangers did offer sheet him and they signed him to uh, somewhere between 6 and $7 million, that would require the Rangers giving up a first, second, and third round pick to Boston. So, that return would be worth it. However you would still have to make the salary work. and The Rangers don't have that much salary cap, so someone would have to be dumped as is. So then finally, the last uh, bit of um, news that we got to talk about before we go into our blooper section is Yarmir Yager has still not been signed. I, I don't know how this guy, he put up he put up close to 50 points, if not 50 points. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But last year on a struggling Florida Panther team with all the injuries to um, their top players, Barkov was out for a couple months, I think. Um, I forget who else was injured, but pretty much... Huberdeau. All, yeah, Huberdo, He was also out. So Yager still put up between 45 and 50 points last season, um, even with those injuries to those top players. So I don't know how this guy hasn't been signed. I get that he's 55, 60 years old or however old he is. <laughs> What but is he actually, like,
1: 44?
0: I think he's 44 or 45. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's still in great condition. He's not a fast skater anymore, but he still knows how to use his body. He still knows how to get to the dirty areas. He can put the puck in the net it, and bring that leadership aspect to the game. I don't know how he's not signed. This guy needs to be signed. So if any NHL GMs are listening out there, sign this man.
1: Got to bring him back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Well, that's, I, that's at this thing. point, there's I, I of, don't care. There's a lot of teams that if are you, out there that he's already played for, so you know odds you know. are he goes back to a team that he's already played with, which is is just crazy. You know that doesn't happen to many players, and um,
0: I I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but if Yager went back to Pittsburgh and the Penguins eliminated the Rangers or the Rangers were eliminated oh, by the Penguins or something like that. <laughs> don't say it. I would, I would I would, be pulling for the Penguins to win the cup and I Yager to retire after I wouldn't that. be
1: pulling for the Penguins, but I'd be happy to see Yager win another cup. All
0: right, that's true. Speaking i guess it's straight I, I,
1: prophecy right now. Prophecy. So. <laughs> that's basically also saying that you want to see Crosby win another cup. You know, it's like –
0: No, Crosby's going to be injured, so. (laughs) Crosby's going to get injured, and then I won't have any reservations. So it
1: won't even be his, so we'll be good. Right.
0: (laughs) So I think, unless you guys have uh, anything else, uh, we'll move on from uh, our Rangers news and move into our blooper section. Yeah, so last. Transition.
1: last, uh, Last episode, I was responsible for the. Uh, research on the offseason for the Philadelphia Flyers but let's be honest nobody really cares about the Flyers so I didn't go too in-depth on it and I missed a couple key things uh talked about Brayden Shen uh and his potential production this next season and he's no longer on the team and I also <laughs> 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 so he will not be putting up any points for the Flyers um he was traded to St. Louis for Yori Latera um, during the uh, expansion draft. Or was it the expansion draft or the actual draft? I think
0: it was the NHL draft. draft. The actual draft, okay. yep.
1: um, And then also I talked about the goalie situation with uh, Steve Mason. I said he'd be anchoring the uh, starting position, and he also is not <laughs> with the Flyers anymore, so... To, the, to be uh, fair,
0: you did catch that, and we did make mention of the goalie carousel, uh, where it was like I saw a graphic where pretty much like there was like six or seven goalies that all just like rotated one spot to the right and went to a new team. Yeah, but we did catch that. So, so I'll
2: say I'll say one thing: you, you got to look out for uh, Winnipeg Jets this season and the St. Louis Blues because you know what the the tradition is when a flyer gets traded that that team that the player goes to ends up winning the cup. So yeah, right. <laughs> you got to look out for those two squads this year. I don't know.
0: Happen. I don't know. The, <laughs> the, Blue, the Blues are pretty much the capitals of the West. They uh, they choke every year. They're expected to do great and can't do anything. So,
1: so anyway, um, well, after uh, wading through that, uh, just talking about the recent Rangers news, we, uh, we'll just introduce our guest a little bit better so you guys – get a feel for who he is Um, so yeah I mean we we really met at uh, the summer camp that all of us ended up going to when we were younger and Zach and I and my brother we all uh, worked at this camp so that's kind of where we where we started uh, our friendship and um, yeah so now Zach has been in well why don't why don't you uh kind of explain your your background your line of work and uh how you ended up where you are now
2: yeah sure um i i went to school for video production um i got my my bachelor's of science in, uh, <laughs> in digital media and uh yeah I'm real smart <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> i took that um Onto, I moved on to a TV station uh up in Pennsylvania um uh, but I knew that was kind of like a stepping stone job and uh I really wanted to move on to working hockey full time and that was kind of my my goal for two years there after sco- after school ended and um so I I got this amazing Offer out of the blue one day, it just found its way to my my inbox, and it was for this job with the with the Charlotte Checkers in North Carolina. Um, it's they are the affiliate of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So, um, and this position was to basically be the director or producer of creative services. So that means video production, graphic design, you know, photography. Uh, the in-game show Um, so anytime that hockey is not being played uh, I get to take over and play a song or play a video or something like that so this job really just fell into my lap and uh, of course I was I was on top of it as soon as I read the job description and I I went went down to Charlotte to interview for it and a couple days later I got the offer letter so um, extremely blessed that you know two years after college to be working full time in in the sport that I love, and uh, I'm having a blast with it. And uh, every day I, I just love getting up and going to work. Uh, it's we we have a lot of fun in the office, and yes, it is the off season, but you know we, we're working in hockey, so uh, right. there is no off season. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's very exciting. Definitely,
0: definitely jealous of you. <laughs>
1: so. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's great, and you. So you're working in the the Hurricanes organization, but you should have had
0: you on last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> your that that's not your. Uh, maybe you're not allowed to say this anymore, but that's not your team, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, actually, when I first moved into my uh, my office space, I, I took a bunch of Penguin stuff and hung it up. And uh, there were there were a couple of people that weren't too happy about that, and I got some I got some you know scowls and some uh, evil eyes. So uh, I I ended up taking it down, and I put up that funny uh, photo of jo- or Eric Uh Maybe you've seen it. It's a pretty popular hockey meme going around, but it's that just it looks like he's just wasted <laughs> in the middle of a game. <laughs> so I hung that up um, in my my office space, and uh, now I'm rocking a bunch of Canes and Checkers stuff. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, But, yeah, it it is pretty cool being in the the Canes organization. Uh, I definitely think they are an up-and-comer team right now. Uh, They unfortunately play in the toughest division currently. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I I do think this offseason they made lots of great moves, and even in the farm system in Charlotte here, we're seeing a lot of good veteran support coming in and uh some new some new young talent as well and prospects coming through the the system here and i, I do think they both both teams will uh be better this season and um you know i'll I'll save my playoff prediction for later but i i think uh kane's fans will be happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and that that uh that whole prospect development the uh, whole minor league system thing. Um, with the Canes having a good one, it's it's something that both of our teams uh, don't necessarily see. I know the uh, I know the Penguins have been fairly successful the past couple of years with guys like Connor Sheary and Jake Gensel, um, but this year when the uh, the NHL prospect rankings came out, I know the Rangers and the Penguins were 29th and 30th according to ESPN. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So well, the uh, Penguins
2: have been at the Penguins have been at the bottom of that list for years now because they right. with Crosby have been in the win now mentality for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. but somehow, yeah, somehow these kids keep coming through the system like Shiri, Gensel, Matt Murray, like, and, and they keep showing up on, in the NHL and the show, and uh, they keep winning cups. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I tough,
0: so I think tough me and day. Matt it's talked about that. Thing. Yeah, I think me and Matt talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago, and we just both kind of said, like, as much as we hate to say it, like, you could pretty much stick anyone on a line with Sidney Crosby and they'd be putting up 50, 60 points. Like, you could stick Tanner Glass. I think that's what we said. We, you could stick Tanner Glass on the wing with Sidney Crosby and he could put up 45 points.
2: But... Uh, I'll draw the line there. He <laughs> was a penguin at one point. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, not that, not that you want to stick him on there, but, hey. Um, That's about as close to yeah, it, a
1: Crosby compliment as you're going to get on this show.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll take it. I'll take it for sure.
1: <laughs> so. All right, great. Well, uh, we'll hear more from uh, Zach later when he breaks down the Penguins. Uh, but, uh, Steve, do you want to dive into the Blue Jackets here?
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, so this past season, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets had a record of 50, 24, and 8 for 108 points. Um, they had a 16-game win streak that I think played a significant part in their uh, point total um, because you kind of saw them fade a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, I mean, granted, you're gonna you're always going to fade when you win 16 games in a row. So anything coming off of that, you're going to look like you're fading. But And then they had a first-round exit to the Penguins. I was hoping for a lot better series. I remember the series uh, a couple years. Was it last year or was it the year before? when the uh it was two years ago yeah um I remember that series and that's what I was hoping for I was hoping for that series um with obviously that not happening um so you're a big Brandon Dubinsky fan right I am I love love the guy I Brandon Dubinsky and Ryan Callahan are my two favorite players that are no longer on the Rangers um and I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again that When it comes time to teach my kids how to play hockey, uh, they're gonna play. They're gonna have some Brandon Dubinsky and Ryan Callahan attributes to them. But um, I, I think mostly, mostly I loved it from the fact that in that series Brandon Dubinsky made it his specific goal to shut down Sidney Crosby, and he did to to a uh, great degree. And uh, I still remember at the, I think it was in that. I think that uh, season or series went to Game Seven, right? Correct me if I'm wrong uh, which,
2: which year are you talking about?
0: Not this year The um, the one uh, that was went a couple six. Years. oh went it went six yeah, Okay, it went six yep. So I remember though In the final like Minute of the game uh, The Blue Jackets were down by one And Dubinsky had the puck And he uh, He came in And he Right at the line Right at the blue line Toe dragged Whoever the depends defenseman was And then drove hard to the net And almost tied the game Under a minute left And I I nearly lost it Um <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, I was sad to see him go from the Rangers, but um, the Blue Jackets definitely have a good player with him. So, anyway, um, getting back on track here. So this past uh, this offseason, the big move for the Blue Jackets was that they traded Brandon Saad for artemi panarin so brandon sod a bit more of a two-way player um he still put i think he put up 50 points um, this past season so he still put up points um but they got artemi panarin back who he could put up 60 70 maybe even 80 points in a given season i think he's going to see a little bit of a reduction in point total this year because he's not playing with patrick kane and jonathan Taze. But uh, he's still a dynamic player that has a lot of talent, and he'll really help that Columbus top six. Um, so moving on to the goalies, I mean, you, you got to start with Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, he won the Vezina this past year. If he goes down, the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be in trouble. I know they got Jonas Corposalo coming up. He's a pretty good prospect. Um, but this past year, he was seven five and one in fourteen games of the two point eight eight and a nine Oh five save percentage. Um, so I don't think he's ready to step in and be the guy. So if, if the reigning Vesna winner goes down, uh, you're going to see the blue Jackets struggle a lot. So, um, but if he's healthy, I mean, he's got, a, he can steal a series. So that's, uh, that's one thing they have going for him there in goal on defense. Zach Werenski, huge addition as a rookie. Um, I mean, we had our own great rookie defenseman, Brady Shea, and I think because of how successful Wierenski was with his, I believe it was 47 points this year. I think he had like 11 goals and 36 assists. Um, He overshadowed Brady Shea a little bit as the uh, top rookie defenseman this this past year. Um, And then obviously you have Seth Jones back there as well with a great season. I think he put up like mid to high 40 points total as well. Um, you still have Jack Johnson back there. I know he's not what he used to be. I think he only put up like 20, 25 points this year. But he's still a decent player. Um, so the Columbus defense is – it's not great, It's but it's not bad. I think it would be somewhere in that middle, middle tier of uh, defensive uh, groups. So – then moving on to the forwards, you have a you have a pretty solid top six. Uh, you don't have the game breakers like you know, Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin up there. You do have Cam Atkinson, who has the potential to be electric. Um, you have Artemi Pernarin now, who is uh, very very good, um, has a has the ability to put up a lot of points. But you don't really see that one guy that can single handedly take a game over and dominate and will a team to the win. Uh, similar to the Rangers who has who have, like, a lot of depth, um, a lot of guys in that 30 to 40-point range, but not necessarily many guys that get above 50 points, 60 points. The um, Blue Jackets are similar. So they have Kim Atkinson, Artemi Panarin, Nick Foligno, Alexander Wenberg. You got Boone Jenner put up 18 goals and 34 points. Um, so the Blue, Blue Jackets have some good forwards, but they don't have um, – any like real top super elite talent, um, so they're they're a well-rounded team. They got they got some decent depth. They got some uh, decent D. Got some good forwards. Maybe Artemi Panarin can come in, and maybe maybe now that he doesn't have Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze we'll see that he actually is um, a top talent by himself. But um, I'm not so sure. I think we're gonna see a little bit of a drop off here. So. Uh, the Blue Jackets also lost Sam Gagne who put up 50 points to Vancouver this year, and so I think the I think the biggest thing to take away is that in order for the Blue Jackets to be a true contender, they need some of their forward prospects like Oliver uh, Bjork, I don't know how you pronounce it, Bjorkstrand, and Sonny Milano to step up. Um, I think they're slated for at least a top nine role this year. Um, they didn't. I know neither one of them played the whole season last year. But they need those two guys to really step up and contribute uh, in a meaningful way. So, and then also Boone Jenner, he's uh, he took a big step down this past year in total points, although he did um, improve in the plus-minus category. I think he was at, like, minus 16 in um, 2016. While well, this past year he was a plus 15, so um, I guess that's good. But he does need to bring back a little bit of point production, so... Overall, I think the Blue Jackets um, improved slightly. Uh, There's some losses that they have to make up for, but bringing in Artemi Panarin for Brandon side, I think that'll add an offensive boost to their game. And I think I think they're going to be uh, right back there in the thick of it when the the season ends.
1: All right, uh, thank you for that uh, outlook. And uh, yeah, definitely a uh, one of those teams that I mean. Rick Nash spent a number of years on that team uh, as the captain when they just didn't have – I think he they went to one playoff series when he was with that team. Uh, so he, when he got traded to the Rangers, I looked up his stats, and he had four playoff appearances, and they were all losses. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they have definitely made a lot of strides to the point where they were uh, – I mean, they're, they've been in the playoffs – uh, a couple times now and um really ma- looking to take that next step. So uh so moving on to the Washington Capitals, uh we everyone in this podcast can agree that we were happy that they got eliminated last year. Um well, I won't oh, yeah. say that completely. Once the Rangers are out, I'm usually looking I'd I'd like Ovechkin. I'd, he's it's like uh it's Like Lundquist He's like Just plagued With not winning A Stanley Cup uh, So when he's Playing the Rangers I hate him But I, I, I He's gotta win A Stanley Cup It would just be wrong <laughs> um, But anyway Nah <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway So they again Had a really great uh, Regular season They finished 55 19 and 8 With 118 points uh, That was good for uh, The President's Trophy and that really just seems to be like, nobody's surprised when the, with the, when the Capitals finish uh, at the top of the league, Uh, you know, winning, winning the division, things like that. They're just a really good regular season team, but they just can't really seem to take the next step in the playoffs. They have never made it past the second round uh, in the Ovechkin era. So um, last year they, at, at, the trade deadline, they acquired Kevin Shattenkirk. They were really gearing up for a deep playoff run, but they just weren't able to to make it past that second round as they fell to the Penguins once again. <laughs> 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 so uh, this is kind of a side note, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the new playoff format? They changed it a couple years ago, um, and it's really – caused a lot of head-to-head matchups between really great teams, but not, like, in the conference finals. It's been in the first or second round. And I feel like you... Like, those <clears throat> series are obviously very exciting, but I feel like you miss something when you don't have the two best teams in the conference playing each other in the conference final. Yeah, I don't know. What are, you, yeah, it's- what are your thoughts? Um, I'll, I'll
2: hop in, and um, I think that... Pretty much, it only really screwed up the Metro this year. Um, everybody was so mad that you know the three, you know, uh, I think everybody would agree that the three top teams or you know three of the best teams in the playoffs had to play each other in the first two rounds. You know, out of the Metro this year. Um, but if you look across across the the continent, <laughs> the what the Western Conference was pretty much. Uh, exactly how it would be if you lined them up 1 1 plays 8 2 plays 7 it was the exact same format so it really only screwed with the metro this this year and that's why you you heard all these complaints about the system is because you know the blue jackets and penguins had to play first round and you everybody was eyeing up that definite second round with the capitals and penguins most
1: likely so yeah right yeah, that's true. yeah it's true probably I, just cuz i'm in it that's what I see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to be the Stanley Cup champion, you have to be able to beat whoever you play. Like, that's just the – you can't be counting on someone else to beat the Penguins. You can't be counting on someone else to beat the Capitals. You're eventually going to have to go through the best teams to win uh, I completely win agree Cup. with
1: you there, but I'm just looking at it from, like, a, a marketing standpoint from the NHL trying to build their brand. Um, I think they – i I think they they miss something if they are having those those playoff rounds too early, but uh yeah, you're probably right. it is just only a, a th- I'm a fan of a team in the Metro, and that's really what I'm seeing a lot so All right. yeah. it, it it hurt the Rangers last year
0: when the Islanders played those last two games of the season with like four starters actually playing, and then the rest of their team was the AHL team and uh, so the Islanders pretty much lost their way into a, into their first playoff victory or first round uh, victory in like 20 years. But, yeah. um, but then the Rangers then, did it this then,
1: year. So exactly. I, mean, I
0: wouldn't say that we, I wouldn't say we uh, lost our way intentionally into that. I mean, we still got 102 points and yeah, not the same us
1: fashion, but same you
0: didn't see John Tavares sitting the last three games of the season yeah. uh, this year. But anyway,
1: anyway, we digress. Um, so the offseason moves, uh, a big thing for the Capitals. They had a lot of people to sign. Uh, and it, the offseason saw TJ Oshi get a big eight-year 8, eight year deal for $46 million with an average of $5.75 million a year. Um, I think that's a, a good value for Oshi in the, the average per year, but I think the term is just too long. Um, I think he's been a very productive player, especially when he's come to the capitals. Um, he's, he's put up really great numbers with his couple years in Washington, but, uh, you know, he's going to be turning 38 when this contract is over. So I think the value like per year is good, but, uh, I think when he's turning 35, 36, 37, uh, the, the capitals are probably going to be looking to move him or, um, buy him out but we'll see uh and yeah, then the, what's that
0: i was gonna say the the only thing i can see right there is that maybe the capitals are counting on that uh nhl lockout in 2020 or 2021 whatever it is and getting getting a compliance buyout um potentially but yeah
1: yeah and uh another big deal uh was signing a guinea kuznetsov to an eight-year Sixty-two point four million dollar deal with an average annual salary of seven point eight million. So he really cashed in. Uh, now he's he's twenty-five, so he's five years younger than Oshi. But um, I don't know. This seems like a really huge deal too. I don't. Maybe maybe that's the right value for him. I haven't really done a lot of comparison with other compar- comparable contracts in the league, but uh, it. It seems like for the production that he's had, making almost $8 million, it seems uh, it seems like a little too much. But he has been uh, a very, very productive player for the Capitals. So they've locked him up for eight years. But the big, the big storyline with the Capitals is they lost a lot of players in the offseason. They lost Justin Williams, who signed with the Hurricanes. Carl Alsner signed with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we all know what happened with Kevin Shattenkirk. He's now a New York right. Ranger. And Marcus Johansson was traded to the Devils for a couple of picks in the 2018 draft. And Nate Schmidt got selected by uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So they lost a lot of players. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. The one thing they still do have uh, a leg up on is their goaltending. Uh, they're still boasting one of the best tandems in the league with Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer. Uh, Holpe was a Vesna finalist again. Uh, Brebrovs- Brebro- <laughs> Brebrovsky. Brebrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that YouTube video with uh, Brebrovsky? And uh, it's like... A- I think it's uh, TSN announcers were, like, pretending that he was a cop or something. And They're like, you're off the force, Bobrovsky. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but you should look it up. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Holtby, he played 63 games this season uh, with a goals against average of 2.07 and a save percentage of 925. And Grubauer had almost identical numbers with 2.04 goals against and 926 save percentage. So a really great goaltending pair there. Um, So again, the the Capitals lost a lot of players, but they're still, they still have players with like Oshie, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, John Carlson, Braden Holtby. So yes, they did lose a lot of players, but they are still a really formidable team. And I think that this year they might drop a couple of spots in the standings. They're probably not going to win the President's Trophy, but uh, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. So, Yeah, yeah I agree. Right. So uh, unless you guys have anything more about the Capitals, uh, Zach, you can move on to the Penguins.
2: Yeah, all right. Um, I would just say the, the Penguins – this year, you know, they didn't have that remarkable run down the stretch uh, like they did in 2016. Uh, it was just, it was good enough. You know, it was good enough to be second in the Metro, good enough to be second in the league. Um, so, you know, they finished with 50 wins, 21 losses, and 11 overtime shootout losses. So, you know, 11 or uh, 111 points. That's good enough uh, to finish second in the league um and uh, they definitely looked they looked good uh, you know going into the playoffs um everything was pointing at you know repeat repeat um the only the only setback was really um Latang being hurt uh, mm-hmm. so that that was kind of like the headline going in um but i mean before playoffs though i mean the the the, the thing about this team this season was that they were able to put onto the ice practically the same team as last year. Right. Um, so minus I think it was Ben Lovejoy and um, oh gosh, Bo Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so minus those two guys from the cup from the cup win in 2016, uh, the the team that the Penguins put on the ice was pretty much identical. So when you can do that. Um, you know, in this salary cap era, that's that's a pretty big deal. And, of course, everybody's going to be saying, repeat, repeat. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then during the season, lots of injuries led to call-ups. So enter Jake Gensel, uh, scores on his f- first shot, much like Mario Lemieux. <laughs> I think uh, that, might, that might be the
0: only comparison.
2: <laughs> we saw shades of 66 on the ice. <laughs> Maybe yes. that's a stretch. Yeah, maybe a that's a stretch. But uh, 77th pick overall in in 2013 draft, finally um, going through the farm system, makes his way through Wilkes-Barre uh, and gets the call-up to Pittsburgh, and he finds immediate success on the wing of Sidney Crosby and uh, even for a time of Gennie Malkin. Uh, so, yeah, definitely had some good call-ups there. Uh, and then Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, Played very well in Murray's absence. Murray actually didn't start the season. He was out with a broken hand because of the uh, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, and actually, a lot of people don't remember, but Crosby actually didn't play um, for a couple weeks at the beginning of the season right. either. Um, and still was able to win the Rocket Richard. <laughs> All right. <So. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just had to get that in there. Uh <laughs> But yeah, going going into playoffs, I, I think uh, minus Latang um, and even Murray, <laughs> Murray hurt himself in the warmups of Game One mm-hmm. against Columbus. Right. Yeah. So that was that was shaky. Like the fan base was was in a complete shock when Mark Andre Fleury skated on the ice to be the goaltender in the first period of that game, and all you could think of is, oh, here we go. Like it, it's gonna. You know, collapse is bound to happen here, but uh, it did not. And Mark Andre Fleury stood on his head. Yeah, and uh, we, we, what's
0: that? I was gonna say, I'll I'll tell you what. Like I know as as a Rangers fan, I smelled blood. Like that, mm-hmm. those first two series, all I could think of was, all right, we just got to get past the Canadians here. If we beat the Canadians, we have the winner of Ottawa against I don't even remember who it was, Boston, and then you got a depleted Penguins team. You got a Capitals team that can't make it out of the second round, like, but, but right now the Rangers, even though they didn't have, uh, they weren't necessarily considered like a top contender. I just saw a, a clear path to the cup, um, but absolutely, but,
2: absolutely, and it, it was a little more, more cloudy for the Penguins because you knew you were going to get the Caps, right? Um, you know, after they shook off their <laughs> their struggles with the Maple Leafs.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're a good squad, um, though. They're going to be. They're they're good and they're getting better. So, but yeah, that was, yeah. I was definitely pulling for them.
2: I I would say, you know, Jeremy Rutherford or Jim Rutherford, I'm sorry. Jim Rutherford deserves a lot of credit uh, bolstering up the defense with veterans. He brought in Hainsey from uh, Carolina and straight from Philadelphia and actually a three-way trade with Tampa Bay. Like it was a weird, weird happening, but uh, he got, got it done, brought straight in, and he didn't play a whole lot, but just having that veteran, you know, defensive core, uh, you know, helps with the younger guys, and Hainsey actually played a lot better than a lot of people expected, so that was a a welcome surprise. Um, So yeah, as you touched on before, that that first round against Columbus (laughs) was... uh, was a little, I thought it was going to be a little more rough than that. I thought it was it was going to be a series. And it, it turned out to be pretty much a blowout. I mean, Columbus had that one game that they, you know, they, they won pretty convincingly. Uh, but, you know, they, they went right through the Vezina winning Bobrovsky. Yep. Like, it was no problem. Uh, Gensel stood on his head, had a hat trick in one of those games, uh, an overtime winner. So... Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, after- it, it was looking good.
0: I was going to say, I think coming out of that series, I mean, I mean, granted, it was early in the playoffs, only round one, but Gensel was looking like a potential uh, Con Smythe winner.
2: Absolutely, yeah. He was the, the leading scorer in the playoffs at that point. Uh, so definitely uh, had his name in, in contention for sure. Uh, but also, Marc-Andre Fleury, I would just mm-hmm. say he, you know, in the first two rounds there, stood on his head, you know, point nine two four. Uh, save percentage just absolutely incredible for you know kind of being the backup all season to matt murray and you know when he was called on he delivered for sure uh so yeah moving on to the washington rounds <laughs> you know i was saying all year like this has got to be the year that the caps you know finally overcome their demons this has got to be it because this it was is, the perfect storm yeah The tank goes down, Murray's
0: in there. I mean, come on.
2: (laughs) Yeah. They're about to lose all of these guys to free agency, and this has got to be it. So (laughs) that's kind of the perspective of Penguins fans going into that series. Um, And then, you know, game one, we see Crosby score two goals, and we're like, all right, we got this. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it it was definitely a fight later in the series, Caps pushed back, made it made it into a, a game there. So you know, went seven, but Caps forgot to show up for Game Seven. <laughs> Fortunately for the Penguins That's nothing and new. the Penguins, <laughs> Penguins get to go to yet another conference final in the Crosby era. And um, you know, Ottawa Ottawa was kind of that opponent that nobody really saw coming. It was that Black Horse yeah, we, uh, story. We know all about the that Eastern Conference.
0: We know all about that. Oh yeah,
2: I I, I totally forgot about that. I was gonna. I'm sure you. The Ottawa
0: Senators. The Ottawa Senators. The only team that can lose five out of six games and still advance.
2: (laughs) No doubt. Um, Not bad. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's in that series that we kind of see Flurry have a bad game and get pulled, and Murray was ready. Murray was ready to go. So that's when the transition happened. Um, and Murray comes in and you know gets a shutout in that series and is going into the Stanley Cup Final ready to go. Um, and then you know other other people step up like Schultz steps up in the absence of Latang, which was huge. Uh, and we're getting depth scoring from Jake Gensel and guys like Brian Rust. So you know all all things all things were pointing to repeat. Um, and uh, you know. We all know the story. They they pulled it off and you know, get through Nashville as formidable as they turned out to be and going into end of the Bridgestone Arena was nuts and uh, I, I don't think anybody wants to play there anymore, but um you know, Crosby gets his con Smythe and Gensel Gensel was in the runnings for it for sure, with thirteen goals, eight assists and twenty one points five game winning goals and one hat trick in the playoffs i think that's a pretty good resume for a rookie yeah
0: i'd, I'd take that um,
2: yeah and uh murray gets murray gets his second cup as as a rookie as well technically he was uh, still a rookie <laughs> so yeah you know uh we don't have to dwell on the cup too long Yeah, we all
1: know the story <laughs> and you're taking a little too long to retell it so <laughs> <laughs> my bad,
2: my bad. Alright. So on to the uh on to the off season moves, you know. Big big losses. In my opinion, we still haven't filled all these uh vacancies yet. So you you lose Marc Andre Fleury to Vegas, you lose Benino to Nashville, Kunitz is in Tampa, Trevor Daly goes to Detroit, Matt Cullen just signed the other day with Minnesota, mm-hmm. Hainsey's in Toronto with the, all, all the kids <laughs> and and Mark Strait uh, signs with Montreal. So, you know, that is a huge chunk of key role players out right. of the lineup now. And you didn't see that going into this past year. So uh, I'm very curious to see what kind of Penguins team comes out this season. Um, but you got the additions uh, of <laughs> Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm he brought in Ryan Reeves. Understand. I'm, I'm trying to understand that whole move because the Penguins haven't had that enforcer for so many years now and have had so much success without one. Why bring in an enforcer now?
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone understood I, that move.
2: No, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. He'll definitely be a fourth-line guy. Um, you also bring in Hunwick from Toronto, uh, and Niemi will be the backup to Matt Murray now in Fleury's absence. So, And Schultz is staying put in Pittsburgh, who's a big – big fan of that move I love Justin Schultz um, I think he will be uh, a great a great player in Pittsburgh for a while now um, but I think the big thing we're still waiting on is the third and fourth line center uh, in Pittsburgh we Sounds now familiar. that we lost <laughs> now that we lost Benino and and Matt Cullen, those uh, those two spots are pretty open and uh, could prove to be too much for the penguins to overcome we'll see
0: yeah so about that about that third line center i've been i mean uh for this entire off not not so much recently but at the beginning of the off season before the expansion and before the uh entry level draft um there was a lot of rumors about matt duchane and there still are um, some rumors about him uh, i know for a little while he was connected to the rangers but i've been i've been reading some rumors that like the penguins are looking into him how how exactly would you be going about And getting him Like I'm looking on this I'm looking at the roster here And With the Penguins having The 30th ranked Prospect pool Like how And Joe Sackick's Unreasonable Ask price Like how How does that happen Like is there any validity to that
2: I don't think so It probably won't happen um, You know Rutherford has said for a while now I'm going to go out and trade For a third line center You know I, I don't see it happening with Duchesne. Uh It's probably going to be somebody of a l- lesser caliber than than him. But right, um, yeah, it, you would have to see way too much go to Colorado in return. So yeah, I I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we don't drain out our farm system completely. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see though. You never know with Rutherford. He, he's he's a magician.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you.
2: Um, Yeah, and real quick, I'll I'll touch on the current state of the team. I mean, you got Murray and Niemi. uh, They should prove to be a pretty good one-two punch. Niemi hasn't really been himself since winning that cup with the Hawks in 2010. So if he can get back to, you know, being that support guy and you know, the Pens actually have the most back-to-backs this season uh, out of the, any team in the NHL with 19. So, Miami oh, wow. will, will see a, a fairly big workload. Um, so, how he'll handle that, I'm not sure. But, you know, that's why they play the game. So, that's right. Uh, defense changed up a little bit. Not too much. You know, Latang's health is always in question. But him with Mata, Schultz, Dumoulin, Hunwick, Cole, and even uh, Pouliot, who has struggled on the NHL stage, but has had much success on the AHL stage, so maybe we'll see a little bit of him this season. Uh, forwards, he got, you know, like Sid, Sid and the kids, <laughs> <laughs> with Crosby, Crosby, Sheary, and Gensel, uh, Malkin, Hornquist, Kessel, and then, you know, those third and fourth lines, it's anybody's guess how, how they'll be pairing with each other, you know, I know. Can't really put it together for you, but Rust Wilson maybe winging on the third line, and then Reeves, Kunakle and Rowney, and the, you know those are some of the no namers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually have their name on the Stanley Cup a few times yeah. now. So I was gonna say, <laughs> I gonna say, I, <laughs> I guess recognize namers Yeah, I mean, but uh, and then oh, I ahead. mean
0: anytime, anytime, you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin as your number one center and your number two center, you're gonna have a chance. All right. That's just yep. that's just how it is.
2: Yeah, and that's that's really my playoff prediction. I, you know, anytime you have Crosby, Malkin as your one two punch up front and then you have Latang and and Schultz in the back, you know, contributing as much on the offensive side of the game as they do, and we'll see how Matt Murray adapts to the full-time NHL starter role, but you know, he he kind of had that last year until he got hurt, so um I, I think overall the team will be good. It's just about filling in that depth at center and just kind of piecing it together on the wing on the wings and the back there and uh I think they'll be just fine.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking here. I mean, Matt Hunwick, he was I think he was an assistant captain with the Maple Leafs. I mean, it's not saying a whole lot because the Maple Leafs defensive core was not uh, that great, but I mean Matt Hunwick. He was a he used to play for the Rangers. He's a he's a solid player. I know the Rangers. I'm pretty sure they wanted to keep him, um, but we couldn't keep him. And I'm pretty sure he was like a first or second liner for the Maple Leafs. Um, I mean Matt Hunwick is a third line defenseman. On that's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. You could do a lot worse.
1: <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Yeah, thanks for that breakdown, Zach. Um, Definitely, yeah, I mean, a lot of losses, but I mean, similar to the Capitals, they still have a lot of names that are, you know, and you have names like Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Letang, um, Murray playing the way he has, um, you know, definitely have a chance to win a cup anytime you have players like that on your team, so... Uh, looks like the yep. Metro is going to be another log jam. So it should be a fun regular season. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, well, um, speaking of the, the regular season and the, the standings, why don't we, uh, give our predictions of how it'll shake out.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, this is Steve. These are my predictions. Um, he's, uh, I, I took a little bit of time thinking about them. I actually changed them up um, just today, actually, from when I first uh, made my prediction. But in last place, I still see the Devils uh, not improving a whole ton, mainly because Travis Zajac just got injured, and that's a that's a pretty big blow for the Devils, who don't have a lot of uh, depth. They they got a decent decent. Uh, top six, um, but they don't really have much beyond that. So I see the Devils improving a little bit, but not by much. So finishing up with 78 points. And right above them, I got the Flyers, uh, 88 points, not a whole lot of improvement. Um, I I think Nolan Patrick will help him a little bit, um, but I don't think he's the savior that a lot of Flyers fans think he is. Um, He's definitely going to help. He's definitely going to be a good player, but he's not... He's not a uh, Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews type of player. Um, we'll see, though. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Then uh, you got the Hurricanes. I, I I don't think the Hurricanes are quite there yet. I don't see them making the playoffs. They, I mean, maybe they maybe they overachieve a little bit. They do have a great defensive core. They did bring in Scott Darling. I'm I'm not convinced on Scott Darling yet, um, and I just don't see where the uh, hurricane scoring is going to come from. So I think they just missed the playoffs, um, both 92 points. So fairly respectable. Then uh, first playoff, I think the Metro is going to have five playoff teams again this year. Uh, I think the Islanders, they're going to have 96 points and just make it in. Um, I think that addition of Jordan Eberle is going to really help out and uh, give them a little bit more scoring punch. Then I see the Capitals with all their losses. They're still a playoff team, but I, big step back in terms of point totals with 99 points tied with the blue jackets You also end up with 99 points then i see the rangers with 102 points same same point total as last year i think they're a little bit more balanced this year where last year we had a lot more um forward depth and uh, this year we're a lot more balanced to have a much better defensive core um and then i think the, i honestly i think the penguins are going to finish in first with 106 points um maybe not, maybe those losses, maybe those, uh, depth losses really uh, hurt them. Um, I do see them taking a bit of a step back, but I do see them, uh, finishing first in the division. So that's, oh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> but we'll see who knows.
2: You have more faith. You have more faith than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So I have, uh, the devil's finishing last with, uh, 79 points. Um, they're, you know, they're, just a lot of uh lots of question marks and um they're if they're not already in the mentality of rebuild then they need to be um so we'll, we'll see <laughs> uh the the flyers i think uh like i talked about in the last episode they have a lot of uh good good players but they just have not been able to put it together and i think um they'll have another disappointing season um which honestly any team that's in the Metropolitan it's easy to have a disappointing season because of the other teams that are in it like you <laughs> have to have too. an outstanding stellar season in the Metropolitan to not be disappointed um, so same uh, I, I also think that there's going to be five teams out of the Metro but I think that the Islanders won't make it because I think I think they're going to have 90 points, and I think the Hurricanes are going to sneak in with 92 points. Um, I think they're Who's my man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have an insider right here that's saying uh, that they're going to be real good. So, um, and then I have the Blue Jackets finishing with 95 points, the Penguins with 99 and the Capitals with 102. And yes, that means I think the Rangers are going to finish first in the division with 105 points. (laughs) Now you might think I'm just biased, (laughs) just biased with uh, being a Rangers fan, which yes, I am. Um, But I think uh, Lundquist is getting older and his numbers have dropped off. But I think that that's a lot more of a testament to the, the defense that's been in front of him the past couple of years more than his age. Uh, if you look at his performance in the playoffs, it's been he's still been putting up impressive numbers in the playoffs, and I think with a better defensive core in front of him, you'll see him uh, his numbers bump back up. And uh, I I really think the the Rangers going to be a formidable team. So that's my bold yeah, prediction. I- I will say on
0: that, uh, I did see a um, an advanced stat like predicting um, how much like teams improved in terms of uh, like goals above replacement or wins, whatever the hockey version of wins above replacement was. And out of the top, out of the teams that made the playoffs from the East last year, the Rangers were the only team that actually improved in that category. So I mean, it wasn't by a whole ton. Losing Step on and bringing in Shattenkirk. More or less evened out, but there was a little bit of an uptick, and then obviously you see the the Capitals definitely went down, the Penguins went down a little bit, um, the Blue Jackets more or less stayed the same. Um, I didn't I didn't look at the Atlantic because no one cares about them and they're not winning anything. But um, so, but yeah, it should be interesting.
2: Yeah, I, my my prediction for the Metro not too different from from you guys, Uh, but yes, the Devils will finish last, even though they had the first pick in the draft. It's just not going to be there yet for them. Uh, The Flyers, nobody cares about them. They are going to be trash. (laughs) Hot bag of trash in the NHL. Uh, The Philadelphia Flyers finished with 79 points. Uh, The Islanders will finish 88 and be close to a playoff spot. But the Carolina Hurricanes will, will be that good. <laughs> they will get it done. With 92 points in the last wild card spot in the, in the Eastern Conference, the Carolina Hurricanes will make the playoffs. Wow.
0: You heard it um, here first.
2: <laughs> that's right. Uh, I have the Rangers at 94. Sorry, guys. Is that but that's some sort of joke? That's No. Uh, the it's, last
1: time the Rangers won a Stanley Cup, 94.
2: I uh, I forgot to read up on my advanced stats. Sorry.
1: It's all, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We have an episode about that, so you can go back and listen to that. <laughs> I, I will have to do that.
2: Um, yeah, and then actually I have my, my Penguins, my back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Penguins at 100 points. And in third and and they will have to travel to Columbus in the first round because uh, they are going to finish with 102 points just ahead of the Penguins. And then, yes, I do have the Capitals on top again, but we all know how that ends up for right. them every year. They can year, have their so. fun
1: during the regular season, but their heart's going to get broken. So,
2: Yep, same old story. I have it happening again.
1: Alright. Great, well... Uh, I think that about does it for our episode. Um, Zach, thank you for joining us. It was great having you, getting your insight on the Penguins. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll have have to have you back on sometime uh, during the season when there's a little bit more to talk about.
2: (laughs) Hopefully the Penguins are not in dead last (laughs) when you have me on.
1: (laughs) Hopefully they are. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so I think that is it for this episode. Um, But uh, thank you for tuning in. And again, uh, you should follow us on our social media platforms, which, if you're still listening, uh, you can go back to the beginning of the episode to get those. And uh, yeah, so we uh, will look forward to uh, having you back the next episode. Have a good day.